How you doing, Bill? Good, Glenn. How's it going? Um, this, is, this is what you call the two, this is Detroit personnel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would be the blocking tight end would in this you? situation. You would be the move tight end. Uh, yeah, I would. I would Good what would both. Bill have? Good both. <laughs> Let's see, how tough, let's see how tough they are with the questions, Bill. We'll find do out. a little bit of why. You guys I played think both? Christian yeah. could do both, too. No question. Yeah, I'm yeah, not no whamming question. any defensive tackles. No? Yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> too skinny. <laughs> All right, before we uh, get into talking about your team, uh, most people around the NFL were pretty surprised that Andrew Luck uh, made the announcement this past weekend that he retired. Unusual in that, yes, he's had injury problems, but he was at the top of his game, as you know, and he's 29 years of age. Were you surprised by this? Um, yeah, I guess a little bit, but uh, you never know. So uh, I don't know what was really going on with him. I haven't followed it, obviously. He's dealt with some stuff the last couple of years. So um, yeah. he's, he's, uh, can certainly make his own decisions. Would you say that, in, I guess in general, um, based on your experience with just guys, like, it would, would injuries be, the overwhelming amount of injuries that guys have to deal with, you know, and the mental strength that comes into overcoming that over and over again is a big percent of why guys just call it quits. Uh, yeah, it's a tough question, uh, Christian. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've dealt with a lot of. We had a couple of retirements this year. Um, we, we've had several through the years. Each situation is different. Each player is different. Each so. Um, Sometimes it's injuries. Sometimes it's other things, uh, more personal. Um, sometimes it's just you know, done with football. Well, Coach, the one thing I, I wanted to ask, you know, <laughs> off of the injury things, watching the game, the thing I noticed really defensively, seeing a lot of guys that have uh, position flexibility. You saw Van Noy playing a little bit. It looked like he might have been Sam Will on the edge. You've seen that with Jamie Collins. How important is for guys, especially in this defense, to have some of that flexibility that you can move them around in different spots? Well, it's definitely a plus. certainly helps your defense when you have uh, versatility, and we face a lot of different uh, challenges over the course of the year, personnel groups, uh, players with different type skills, uh, and schemes uh, change from week to week. So um, guys that can do more than one thing and give us the defensive versatility to uh, – maneuver in ways that we feel are advantageous is, is definitely a good thing. So this is a wild week for everybody in the NFL. You go from 90 players, and then you have to get down to your 53-man uh, roster. And I'm wondering, we've already had some media reports that there might have been a couple guys that were released. What is this week like when you're also looking at players that are going to be released by other teams that might satisfy something that you need? What is it like when you've got nine things going at one time here, Bill? All right, well, this is, uh, as you know, the NFL is very cyclical. And so depending on what uh, day of the week and what week of the year you're talking about, uh, you can usually be pretty close to what everybody's doing. And so everybody's doing the same thing. Over the next few days, there'll be uh, over 1,300 player transactions throughout the league. Uh, so players released, players traded, players um, placed on some kind of a list or other. So uh it's a lot of movement for every team and uh right every team's trying to figure out their own squad they're also trying to potentially improve it with what might be available uh through other sources so 
it's just that that's the time of year. Uh, all 32 teams are doing the same thing. So it looks like and, you've got. A, excuse me. It looks like you've got a pretty deep roster here, and there's some guys, pretty good football players, that might not be able to make the 53-man squad. Do well, you again, pick- there's a lot of again, there's a lot of moving parts here, and um, I, I wouldn't characterize it as anything other than it's that time of year. It's it's time to make roster decisions, and um, all obviously, you know, we're gonna take a lot of players off our roster. We may add some to it. We may not. Um, we'll just have to see how it all goes. Do you think there's interest in some players that will not be able to make your roster that certainly can make a roster in the NFL? Well, sure, absolutely. I think that's what every team in the league's doing is they look at other uh, the other 31 teams and they look at where there's potential depth, uh, maybe more players than they think that team will be able to carry. Uh, and if they have a need there, what, what interest they have in those players. So whether that's... Uh, to put them on the practice squad. And, again, the, there's another whole 10-player list here that we're talking about times 32, so it's another 320 players uh, that are going to end up on somebody's practice squad, uh, whether that's your player to your practice squad or somebody else's player to your practice squad, which is a little harder to do but possible. Um, so there's there's another a lot of transactions there. Even if you just hypothetically were set on the 53 players you were going to keep and you knew exactly what you were going to do, then there's still the other 10 players that are um, would all have to clear waivers uh, and you don't know what else is out there. Somebody could take your practice squad, uh, players that you would want on your practice squad. So uh, it's not just the roster. It's uh, it's the depth of, of the entire 53 plus 10 plus whatever your injury situations are. Um, so it's a lot of, again, it's a lot of moving parts. And not just on our team, but throughout the league. So speaking of the roster, Jarrett Stidham, um, Baylor as a freshman, Auburn two years. Did you guys, when you guys were evaluating him, I mean, he didn't play a lot as a freshman, uh, had over 1,000 yards uh, passing, but did, did you see anything from his Baylor offensive days that's, that led you to believe that, or was it more Auburn? Uh, well, we looked at all that. It's neither offense is very similar to ours. Yeah. So it's it, it is what it is. I just think as far as like Baylor just throwing the ball all over the all over the field and obviously yeah, well, that's not really what we do. Yeah. I mean, it's not you know sixty five passes a game. Yeah. And, you know, slip screens and read zone plays and all that's not really what we do. So uh, you know, it's not not nothing against what anybody else is doing. I'm not being critical of anybody else. I'm just saying that. From an evaluation standpoint, I think you've got to you know look at you know, look look at what the player was asked to do and how well he did it, and then try to project um, with any player where you think he'll be in in a system that's a little bit different. Uh, and that's that's true for I would say honestly most every player. There aren't too many that wouldn't fall into that category. Now with this new roster thing, where it goes from ninety straight to fifty-three, and I remember when I played, I think there was like a seventy-five man roster cut at one point in time, a couple different cuts. Does it make it easier, harder? And then knowing that this is the fourth preseason game, and there are guys that have an opportunity to make this team uh, with this fourth preseason game, especially at the tight end position. What's kind of the message that you give to some of those guys, saying, "Hey, here's another opportunity uh, to make the team." Well, I think that's that's the reality. That's life in the NFL, um, and all all thirty one other teams are scouting our game, just like we're scouting the other thirty one teams. So, uh, we have had a number of players, uh, probably more players than any other team in the league, um, on other rosters. So, 
Um, last year we had several players that uh, were claimed um, you know, by other teams and played for other teams that didn't make our roster. I mean, uh, Corey went to Buffalo. He, he barely played. A.J. Moore didn't mm-hmm. play much. He played in Houston last year. Um, a couple of years ago, Connor McDermott went to Buffalo. You know, he So... Whatever it is, it, right. whatever it is, it is so that I think everybody understands if they want to play in the National Football League, getting out and playing in preseason games is an opportunity. If it's either for the team that you're playing for, or maybe somebody else will recognize um, and identify, you know, a, a strong performance. So I think everybody's motivated to play well. I, I like the 90-man roster now because it does give some players an extra opportunity right. that they wouldn't have had back as you referred to back when the cuts were to 75 and I think it might have been even 60 something right. but uh, uh, so those guys got closed out opportunities and uh, I think we've seen a number of players in the last few years certainly here that um, you know have come on stronger at the end of preseason and that's helped them make the roster. So Isaiah Wynn gets a um, late start to all of this but you've had the opportunity now over the last couple of weeks to watch him a little bit. How different is it? Highly touted guy does not get the opportunity to play because of an injury in his rookie year, but he's around the team the whole time. So he's picking up a lot of this stuff, correct? Yes. How different is that in that it's really not a first-year guy? This is a second-year guy who just wasn't able to put his body out there on the field. Do you expect more? Is there more? Should he be more polished out of the uh, through all of this? Well, we have a number of players that were in that situation uh, from last year. So Isaiah would be one. Um, Barrios is another. Uh, Izzo would be another. Christian Sam. Uh, Bentley was hurt in the third game of the year, yep. so he went a little further than Wynn did. But um, but I think those guys are all way ahead of the rookie class in, in comparison. So the rookie, they, maybe they didn't play much last year, but they were around for a year. They had a year of off-season training. Um and they're much further ahead than the rookies who came in this year in May, um, you know, not really having any experience with anything, having no background of the year that these guys had. Uh, there's there's a big gap between those two sets of players. What goes into your decision to keep three quarterbacks? I know you've kept three in the past. Um, geez, I don't mean I think maybe in 2000 you may have kept four. Kept four? John Freeze. Has John Freeze uh, passed his conditioning test yet, by the way? I don't think so. <laughs> Is he the slowest quarterback you've ever coached? <laughs> uh, no, no, I've coached slower quarterbacks, yeah. but you know, conditioning is not about speed; it's yeah. about training. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the uh, the court, the quarterback question is it? You know, just you look at the you know past years, and I'm sure there's a variable of reasons, but is there anything? Is what goes into it for for you? Taking well, that a, roster spot for a guy that's yeah. not going to play. Uh, yeah, it's a you know, really a total decision. Um, you keep the 53 players that you think are best for your team. You can't – there's no way you can keep the depth at every position that you want to keep. So you have to pick where you want depth and where you – maybe where you have depth and where you want depth. Um, and if you don't have it on the roster, maybe you can get it on the practice squad. But that's those are the choices you make. So the more at any position you carry, uh, then the fewer there are somewhere else. And, I mean, it's just simple math. So you got to decide where you want to – carry your depth and where you don't have it then you are without it and where you have it then hopefully you have it you've talked about every one of these practices every one of these preseason games being a factor in you making your decision you're down to the last week how much more do you need to know before you can put this roster together 
Uh, well, we're a lot closer than we were. We're closing in on it, but uh, yeah, there's still a little more time. And again, there's there are other factors externally that may come into play uh, with either players leaving or other players coming in. We'll just have to see how all that goes. But that's always a possibility at this time of year. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but there's certainly, you know, that, that this is the time of year for player movement. There's no more time, no other time in the league where the there's as much roster movement uh, and there's are as many good players available as there will be uh, next Saturday. So you can lose a practice player to another team if another team wants to give him a roster spot, correct? Absolutely. Okay, so all teams are doing that right now. They've kind of formulated what they think their 53-man roster is. Is it easier right now to slip somebody onto the practice squad because those other teams have pretty much made their roster or is it pretty much the same as it is all year long. Everybody knows everything about everybody. Well, again, the the roster, the practice squad uh, spots are those players are free agents, so they can sign with any team they want. So, um, if a player was on a team and that team wanted to put him on the practice squad and he wanted to stay, then he could resign with them. Um, if the team wanted him on the practice squad, but he felt there was a better opportunity somewhere else, uh, which financially there is a difference in pay. For those players, potentially, if you want to, yeah. if you want to pay them more, so um, they may find there's a better opportunity. Even though you want them, a team may want them on their practice squad. If the player elects to go somewhere else, then um, then you you don't have them. So it's not just as simple as uh, we'll release this guy, we'll put him on our practice squad. That does happen frequently, but it's not a it's certainly not a lock. Well, the one thing I've noticed throughout the league is everybody's talking about preseason and you've seen other teams and other coaches, Sean McVay not play his status. How how hard is it to balance playing guys and not playing guys because of you know, obviously we saw Julian Edelman get hurt in the preseason. Is that a is that something difficult you have to deal with as a coaching staff to know we need these guys to get some playing time out there, but are we protecting them health wise? Well, Again, I think when you look at a 90-man roster, there's a lot of discrepancy from, uh, let's call it 1 to 90, on what those individual players need. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, take Stidham, for example. It'll um, be a good example. You know, when, when are you going to play him? Right. I mean, if you don't have any preseason games, then when are you going to play him? Um, so how do, you, how do you evaluate players like that? How do you, you know, where you only have one, you only have one quarterback, you mm -hmm. only have... Uh, you know, it's not like an offensive lineman where you could play a tackle at guard or a guard at center or something like that. If you want to, you know, evaluate that position, which everybody thinks is an important position, um, if you don't have games to do it, when when do you do it? Right. Uh, so, I think those are questions that, as a team, you try to balance. You know, some players, what what some players need is different than what other players need. Some players need to play. Some players. Um, may not need to play as much, but they need to practice. They need to get, get in condition. They need to have their bodies ready for, you know, the contact and physical part of the game. Um, but there are other players that, that need that contact. And, um, frankly, I would say there are a lot of players that gain confidence from that. Right. You know, guys that are coming off an injury or guys that, um, you know, maybe coming from a different level like college. Uh, you know, after they've played in two or three preseason games, find out that, uh, you know, okay, I'm, I feel confident about this and, uh, sometimes there's others that don't, but that's that's part of the process too. So I don't know how you do that without doing it. You right. know, you can't just talk about it and say, okay, we're going to take a rookie quarterback and he's going to be ready to go. Well, well, not in a red jersey when he never get touch, gets touched in practice and doesn't have to deal with the rush. That's 
that's not really the way it is in the National Football League. So, um, you know, how do you get those guys, those receivers that, you know, might look good um, because they're athletic and all that, but, you know, they know they're not going to get hit when they catch the ball. They know they're not going to have to, you know, deal with any contact over the middle. That's not the way it is in football. So how do you how do you get those guys ready? How do you evaluate them? At some point, you got to play. Right. All right, so this is uh, Coach's favorite. favorite. The, no, this uh, is actually – no, I love Mercedes-Benz. I mean, this is I, – I live for this. So the drive of the week – we're going to make this a two-parter, Coach, because I, I think I already know what your favorite drive is. Well, there's only one touchdown in the <laughs> yeah. game, so uh, – It was pretty easy. I'll nominate that one. Yeah, James Devlin gets a touchdown. Yeah. And everybody loves a full It's a good long drive, ball, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I guess the other question I have for you is um, – when you were growing up, is there a team like that you just – was there a football team? And it can't be Army because, um, obviously, you know, the connection there. Navy. Um, Navy. Navy. Yeah. Uh, Not an Army. No, he doesn't like Army. Oh, the team you didn't like. Yeah. Oh, you, I'm sorry. Navy guy. I apologize. Navy guys hate Army. Oh, I, I thought – Let Christian ask this question. Yeah, yeah will you stop buttoning in? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sure. Uh, was there a team that you just didn't like? Is there, uh, you know, I know for me it was um, – uh, was the Raiders? You know, even though I grew up in LA, you know, cause for some reason I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I always hated it when the when the when the Raiders won. How about you, Army? You can't say Army. <laughs> Army's the obvious answer. Yeah. For me, it was the Giants. Well, the Navy. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, there's only, you know, that's the whole season's based on that one game, and you know, when your father coaches for that team, that's just that's in your blood. You just grow up that way. Is there one loss that you remember? More than another that hurt more than maybe say another loss that you took that you guys took to to the hands of Army. Oh, um, oh. oh they're all hard. Yeah, they're, not, they're all hard. Yeah, a couple, couple missed field goals, um, but no, uh, I'd say, yeah, the. You know, those were, I don't want to call them one-game seasons, but that's probably as close as you can get to a one-game season. Um, and that's just the nature of that game and that rivalry. So it was. I don't know if it's like that. At, I'm sure it's sort of like that in Ohio State and Michigan and, yeah. you know, Texas, Oklahoma and, you know, Clemson, you know, all the all the big rivalry games. But that one is a national rivalry game. It's not sectional. It's national everybody's either army or navy not everybody's from you know ohio or Pitt, michigan or ucla usc mm-hmm. or you know so that's a little bit different there you know on the professional level i mean i just always liked the colts because they were the home team yeah. you know and they had a they had great great teams great players on offense you know they had five hall of famers parker unitas Mackey, um moore and barry and then defensively you know with marchetti and I mean, they had a great defense, um, so they were they were a very very good team, fun to watch, um, and those players were very active with uh, the community. So you kind of sooner or later, you know, you'd meet them and they, you know, that kind of thing. They all had restaurants. Everybody <laughs> goes to Gino's, you know. So um, who had the best restaurant? I guess is the question. <laughs> Gino. Oh, yeah. Gino's. Yeah. Okay. Everybody goes to Gino's. Sure. He owned a whole Eastern Sweet Seaboard of Kentucky Fried Chicken and. <laughs> He bought that franchise and everything else, but yeah, Alan Amici, Johnny Unitas's Golden Arm, yeah, they all had them. Yeah. So okay. anyway, it's a Genius. very uh, so that was kind of so kind of anybody that played the Colts didn't really like them. Automatic Unless it was the Browns, because like the Browns, like Paul Brown, like mm-hmm. Jim Brown, like the Cleveland Browns. But 
So anybody played those two teams. Okay. Or, or yeah, it was no Giants for us. The Giants the were the team we didn't like right around. <laughs> They'd always get, you know, the Patriots always get blacked out on television. So yeah, but everybody loved the Giants, Giants until, yeah, the, until, I wasn't a until Giants the Patriots fan. were here. Yeah, I wasn't a Giants fan as a kid growing up, though. I was no, a, I understand yeah. that. But before, before there yeah. were Patriots, you had to be a Giants yeah, fan. Well, yeah, that's what it was. no choice. But for me, I was like, mm-mm. Why can't the Pats be on TV? But the Giants were the team. But we did love Bavaro because he was a local kid. I know you've already made a, um, a statement on Patrick Chung. The only thing I wanted to uh, ask you is it's obvious nothing changes with his roster position, correct? Uh, well, the whole matter is really out of our hands. So it's, you know, whatever it is, it's, you know, in the courts. And so we'll see what happens. Okay. One more preseason game to go, Bill, and then it's all for real. That's right. Have a good week. All right, thank See you. See you later. Thanks, Glenn. Bill Belichick. Wait, thanks. Right here on OMF.